Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusik, your host, and today, all the way from England, an amazing guest. I am so excited. Katie Prince, welcome to the Talk Republic. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Carolina. I am beyond excited for this conversation. You are, I am, like this is major. I have been following you for a while, and I just want to let everybody know that it's listening. You are not a photographer, so this is going to be great because you are going to have a different perspective about this topic. You are a sales guru, actually, and I'm so excited about this. I don't know about guru, but I am a squirm-free sales coach, Um, and so what that means in practice is I help freelancers and service providers master the art of what I like to call squirm free. So ethical selling so that they can enroll more clients without feeling icky, without feeling uncomfortable, without feeling pushy, without feeling weird, all of that good stuff. You just described every single emotion I had when I have to close a client. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I am, again, I'm so happy to have you here because I always like to have people that are not in the industry to give like a fresh perspective, right? Sometimes as photographers, we get caught up in this, like, oh, this is the way photographers do it. And I think that we should always be looking outside our industry to get inspiration, to get ideas, and to have a refresh on how we approach business. So excited. So we're going to like jump right into this because there is no time to waste and I can't wait to hear your answers. And one of the things that I love about you, I have been on your Facebook group for a while. I have been following you on Instagram for a while is this concept of sales with consent. When I heard it the first time, I was like, what? Like I lean in, I'm like, do tell me more. So please, what is that? Explain to us what does that even mean? Sure. And I love that this is where you want to start because when I talk about this squirm free and ethical approach to selling, what is really at the core of that for me is consent and consent led sales. So let me put this into some context for your listeners. So I want you to imagine if you're listening to this, I want you to just stop for a moment and think back and imagine yourself back in a sales situation where you felt uncomfortable. And I wonder, have you ever had a discovery call where you didn't share an offer at the end? You felt it would be weird and gross. Have you told yourself you're going to do a live and pitch your services and then backed out at the last minute because it just didn't feel right? Have you drafted out the same DM three, four, five times, only deciding like, actually, no, at the last minute, right? And, you know, whether or not you have tried every like money mindset video that YouTube has to offer, you notice yourself sabotaging your own opportunities, okay? So I'm going to let you know why this is happening. 
I'm ready. It's really, <laughs> it's really simple. You are not asking people for permission. Mm. Yeah. And so as we know from being humans alive in the year 2020, consent is something that is non-negotiable. And this is absolutely true for sales too. So when you are not building consent or permission into your sales process and asking for that permission at key milestones throughout the process, that is when it feels icky. And that is when you start sabotaging your own sales. Yeah, because you don't want to come across as pushy. Yeah, you you don't want to be that person who's like, surprise, ready or not, here comes my pitch. I've got you now, right? That ah. is not cool. And so what you can do is you can start to build permission, build asking for permission into every stage of your sales process as you enroll new clients um, for, yeah, for, for packages, for um, you know, for weddings, what have you every single time. So when you jump on a discovery call for a client, it might sound something like as you open that conversation and you say, Hey, how are you today? Blah, blah, blah. Sliding in at the end of the call, we're going to have a discussion about what working together looks like. Is that okay with you? Ah, oh, so good. So simple, right? In your DMs, remember those DMs we were drafting? It might be a really simple message just saying, hey, I feel like now would be a great time for us to book in, um, would be a great time for us to book in 30 minutes to chat through your project in more detail. Would you be happy for me to share a link to my calendar with you? And do you, can you start to imagine now how different you're going to feel? You're going to feel about that milestone in that sale. You're not going to feel pushy anymore because you're asking, is this okay? And if it isn't, then great. Rewind. <laughs> and if it is, you've got a green light and you have asked for permission to continue in that sales process. Oh, I love this so much because again, I feel sometimes that in, in the photography industry, what we thought is a little bit different, right? It's like, you know, like, oh, go to, you know, to like all the bridal shops, Instagram pages. And when you see a photo of like a new bride getting a dress, whatever, just like immediately like a slide on the DMs or going to like the comments and be like, oh, congratulations, I'm a photographer. And that feels so weird. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That does like, like, I don't want to be that person. And now you gave us like, like a different approach that feels so much holistic. And as you said, permission, right? Like they have given the okay for me to, present what I can do. A hundred percent. And it also sets a really beautiful precedent for working with people in a sustainable way, because when you are respecting your client's boundaries or your future client's boundaries first, you set the standard for them to respect yours in return. <laughs> so good. So, so good. So, I mean, I love the concept. Um, since I heard it for the first time, like I applied into like the way that I do business, it has really changed my energy towards, you know, new increase, right? Because I'm like, oh, I feel, because sometimes we think that just because they, you know, fulfill the contact form that we have full range to immediately ask all kinds of questions and, you know, to go in really strong, which it's kind of like a gray area because one could say yes, but at the same time, it's like, 
but do we really? Like they're just giving us kind of like a little bit of permission, not like full range for this. So since yeah. I've been doing this, you know, emails that were like a little bit more like, are you, you know, do you want to move forward? Do you want to, you know, do you, are, are you interested in getting more information? If so, you know, let's, you know, schedule a call, things like that. I, I felt so much better. And I wanted everybody to hear this because I know in the photography industry, we sometimes just go like sharks, like, ah, we need to get it right now. And we're jumping like a couple of like steps. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important as well, kind of noticing that and holding, holding a bit of space for yourself and actually trying not to judge yourself too harshly because let's be, let's be realistic. Like some of my clients are photographers and one of the kind of big pain points that they come with sometimes is, oh, but my industry is so saturated. My industry is so crowded. I have to adopt these aggressive sales behaviors in order to get clients. I hate the phrase get clients, by mm. the way, they are not things to be got, right? This is not a trip to the supermarket. We are not getting eggs and milk and bread. We are enrolling people so that we can deliver our services for them, right? And yeah, like I, I get it. It can feel like the market is saturated. Like it can feel like that as a coach sometimes. And, you know, we can also be very quick to kind of put the blame on ourselves if things are slow or if we are not seeing results in terms of enrolling new clients. And, you know, let's say that you've had a string of, oh, we decided to go with someone else mm -hmm. lately and you're feeling discouraged. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy to think at that point, oh no, I'm no good at this. I need to lower my prices, mm, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I understand. I've been there too. I'm, I'm a sales coach, right? But I have had these spells, okay, where my energy has been off, where, yeah, there's been a bit of a disconnect. And in fact, two years ago when I was first starting my business, I had 154 no's on sales calls in a five month period. And it was brutal. <laughs> I'm sure that created some resilience in you because <laughs> that sounds tough. A hundred percent. And I think why I was able to push through that and what I teach my clients now is you are not the problem, okay? You are not the problem. Your price is not the problem, okay? Yes, your price is not the problem. And that goes for any offer at any price point. And I'm willing to bet that if you are going through some kind of dry spell or you're feeling frustrated, that there's probably one of two things going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing that we want to kind of get real about is are enough people, like, are you having enough conversations, basically? Oh, so good. Are you, are you having enough conversations? Like, if you sit down with yourself and you're being really, like, honest, are you replying to your DMs? Are you replying to the email inquiries? Yeah, because I get it. You're out, you're shooting, you, you know, you have to edit against a deadline. You have a lot going on. Are you actually Are you actually having those conversations? Are you having as many conversations as you think you are? Right. So I would start keeping a tally. And, you know, if let's say your closing rate on the phone is 
let's say it's 20% or 30% right now. Um, you need to have 10 conversations in order to book three clients. So if you want to book six clients this month, you need 20 conversations in the calendar. Yeah. I like that numbers really don't lie. And sometimes, as you said, we get in this headspace that is like, oh, we're, we're not good enough. We're not booking anybody. And then, you know, when I ask in my Facebook group or something like that, I'm like, well, how many, like, how many, how many people have you reached to? And they're like, I haven't blogged. I haven't posted on Instagram. I haven't reached to my past clients. I'm like, oh, you're just waiting for like miracle clients to come into your house out of nowhere. And I think we forget about the importance of like, I mean, the main, the main kind of like motor of a business is you reaching out to new people. If people don't know what you sell, they can, you know, be interested in what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, the first thing is always to kind of get a, a real picture of how many conversations you're actually having each mm -hmm. month. Yeah. And, you know, knowledge is power. If, if there's only, two, if you're having two, great, at least now you know, and you can see it starkly. And then the second thing, the second thing, because it's not you, it's not pricing. The second thing, and this is even more common, is that your audience doesn't understand what's in it for them. Yeah, there's some kind of disconnect in oh, your messaging. So good. There's some kind of disconnect. So, you, you know, when you hear things like, oh, like, you sound amazing, but I'm just not quite sure that you're what I'm looking for. Or, oh, I'd love to work with you, but maybe not for this specific project, right? If these are the kinds of things you're hearing when you get turned down, chances are there is some kind of disconnect. So some questions that I would ask about your messaging is, because basically when I say there's a disconnect, I mean, people do not understand that you have something that will help them solve their problem, right? They don't see your value. Yeah, exactly. They don't see the value. And so some questions that you can ask yourself to help with this, and you can write these down if you want, is first of all, do you have a clear picture of who your offer is for? Yeah, do you have a clear picture? And then when you look across at your list of how many conversations you're having, are those those people are they yeah mm -hmm. and then now that you have the clear picture of who your offer is for is that reflected in your copy so a great way to get this across is using statements that start with this is for you if mm, so you good. should book with me if i'm the perfect wedding photographer if you value x you want y it's important that you Z. Yeah. I am so excited. Like you can even see, like, I don't know if people can see my face, but I have like a smile from ear to ear because I already see, like, I, I've been in that space. Like I've been in that space where I'm like, well, my pictures are really pretty. And my, the captions on my Instagram are poo poo because they're not, you know, <laughs> sending a clear message. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to, right? Not, like I can see it now. Like if I, like if as photographers, we put a beautiful picture, let's say of a family. And then you said like, I'm the photographer for you. If you want, you know, candid pictures of your kids. If you don't care if your kid cries, because no matter what, the picture is going to be gorgeous. If you don't want to stress about your family session, you know, or other way, like if you want super posh images that you look like the Royals, you know, whatever the case is, 
then that message has to be so, so clear. And I think that as photographers, we really fail at that because we focus just on like, oh, but my pictures are really pretty. But as you said, since the audience now, and since we have so many photographers, I don't like to think that the market is saturated because I would say like any industry is saturated just for the mere fact that we have 7 billion people in this planet. So whatever you do, it's saturated. Yeah, the world is saturated. (laughs) But what I think we're not doing is, it's like we're, we're thinking that the pictures is doing all the work, like just having beautiful work is gonna be enough. And I think that we are past that. There is a lot of people creating beautiful work. So like now we need to think about like, what can you do to translate the value of what you do? Ooh, 100%. <laughs> and you're so right, Carolina, like having beautiful work is not enough. And if right now you're listening to that and you're thinking that's not fair, you're right. <laughs> it's not fair. It should be enough, but it isn't, right? Be- having beautiful work alone is not sufficient to help someone else understand what will that beautiful work do for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. People care about themselves. They do. People care about themselves. (laughs) Your clients are interested in their own lives. Okay. Supporting your business is not their priority. Yeah, it isn't. And so your job is to close this disconnect and to help them understand, to spell it out plain as day my beautiful pictures will get you this outcome. They will, if you're a branding photographer, they will land you this client. They will land you your dream clients. If you're a wedding photographer, they will create, like capture the most immaculate and perfect memories of like genuine snapshot of your day. Um, They will, like, as you said, a family photographer, if it, like, you need them to, explicitly understand what will these images do for me what will they do for me on a human level and if it's relevant on a business or return on investment level I think that this is so good and I also think that sometimes like we need to be so clear because sometimes as photographers we use what I call fluffy words words that are sound pretty but that they mean nothing (laughs) so Mm. so you know those like oh you're gonna feel alive and and you know great that means nothing like give me a specifics why am I gonna feel alive and great you know like go a little bit deeper that's so that's so good so and I know photographers we struggle with like copy but what I say is like you don't need to be a copywriter just like talk like a normal person like if you're having trouble coming out with captions record yourself talking and then edit what you did, right? Because sometimes it's easier to have a conversation with a friend than to try to sit down and write copy for our website kind of a thing. Hey, this is a quick episode intermission to let you know that my Pinterest class, The Art of Pinning, will be available in early December. If you're interested in learning how to use Pinterest to drive qualified traffic into your website, this class is for you. If you want to be the first one to know about the release date for this class, plus get a freebie that will teach you how to get your Pinterest account ready for success, go to thetalkrepublic.com forward slash join. Now, let's get back to the episode. So, yeah. so many tips today. So let me ask you something to kind of like move a little bit here. You talk about at the beginning of like, you know, getting on the phone call or having, you know, that consultation. This is like the million dollar question in the industry. Do we need to get on the phone with future clients or just sending emails is fine? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And 
yeah the thing that i would I, I would almost return to your question with another question okay of of what is it that is preventing you from wanting to get on a call if you were trying to avoid a call why is that yeah because that is worth exploring is it that you identify as an introvert and you feel kind of exposed almost by jumping on a call with a client especially if they are someone who is sort of quite dominating in the conversation say it's a, a bride who really knows what she wants maybe you're booking a branding um, shoot for like a high-flying ceo and they're very like but i want this 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 and you sort of feel a bit like whoa what's happening um you know is that it or is the challenge time do they take up too much of your time so depending on what it is that's making you avoid sales calls or discovery calls right now then we would sort of take two different approaches if right now it's fear or anxiety that's holding you back then i i feel you i do i feel for you in fact you know before i started my business i was yeah living with anxiety that affected me at work every single day i would be having like daily panic attacks i was always having to go off sick at work and it's real okay if you feel anxious when you get on the phone that is valid and that is real and i want to give you something that's going to make it feel a lot easier to feel in control of that conversation because I don't know about you, but that's the anxiety inducing bit, right? Mm -hmm. When you feel like, oh my God, what are they going to ask me? And you kind of like feel your whole body go tense. And it's like you have to grip onto the side of your desk because they're flinging so many questions <laughs> at you, right? right. <laughs> and so what I would recommend to you is this, that the moment you get on one of these discovery calls is you do what I like to call framing the call, right? Framing the call. This essentially means setting clear expectations for what is going to happen in your conversation. So we're going to include three things, time, outcomes, and permission. Oh, yeah? so good. Time, outcomes, permission. So this might sound something like, let's imagine that we're jumping on a sales let's call see. Let, now. Let's see, let's role play. I, I'm, the, I'm the photographer. <laughs> awesome, I'm the bride, go ahead. I said, oh, Carolina, I'm so excited to connect with you today. Thank you so much for entertaining the idea of booking me as your photographer for your very special day. Congratulations and welcome. Before we jump into talking all things your wedding, I just wanted to set a few expectations for our time today. So we have until 15 minutes past. And during that time, I'm going to ask you to share with me some key details about your wedding, including the date. And we're also going to talk about your budget, how many people in your bridal party, and what is your vision for your wedding photography, okay? At the end of the call, I'm going to walk you through my packages and how I might be able to help you. How does that sound? Is that all right with you? I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> you yes. every, like every fear that I might have had as a client, you told me exactly what's going to be. So like now also I feel like as a client, I'm, I'm relaxed because you're not going to come out of lead field with like something that I don't know what's going to happen. 
precisely oh, precisely so good and so not only have i put myself at ease because i'm i'm making it very clear that i'm in control of the situation and that is also going to bring our clients anxiety or nerves down i think very often it's easy to forget that clients might be a bit uncertain a bit nervous when they jump on the phone with us um, and they might not know what to ask, right? Maybe the bride has never booked a photographer before and actually what comes across as her being demanding, quote unquote, is actually her just really wanting to get this right because it's her wedding and it's really important to her. So good. So, so good. And you give us another point too, that sometimes we as photographers, we, we're a little bit judgy, if I might say. We're like, oh, they were so dry on the phone. They're not, they're not the right person for me. And I'm like, well, take two steps back. Like they just, you're a new person to them. You know, this is a new, like the phone call was a new experience. And as you said, like probably there was no like expectations or anticipations like lay down. So they don't know what's going to happen. Like I have been on those phone calls, you know, for whatever other, you know, services when they're like, oh, let's jump on a call. And I am hesitant because I'm like, no, what are we going to talk about? How long is this going to take? I don't want to do this. But as you said, like if we set those expectations, I think that everybody relaxes. Like it, it gave us like a, like a roadmap and I like this. Exactly. And, you know, just to kind of add one more thing to that, if you imagine you know, let, let's take the, the bride example, your typical bride, she's probably going to have at least two or three of these conversations before she makes a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you were the person who helped lower that anxiety, set expectations for the call, I know exactly what's happening. I know what we're going to talk about. No surprises. How do you think that's going to make you compare to the other photographers who she speaks to? I'm already How winning. <laughs> exactly. And doesn't it just for your bride set like a mental expectation of, oh, I know exactly what to expect in this call. Therefore, it's pretty safe to assume that I'm going to know exactly what to expect come wedding day, right? Setting that expectation and yeah, letting people know, just literally letting them know this is what's going to happen will transform your interactions with potential customers. I guarantee it. So good. And I'm going to go one step further because this is kind of like where I am right now, right? Like when I get an inquiry, like I send kind of like a text message because it's more casual, like, Hey, I got your, you know, your information. I'm available. Would you like to schedule a consultation? And I see my mistake here because that it's like a really big kind of like an opening. Like they don't know what this consultation is. Now, if I can add like, hey, would you like to jump on like a 10 minute phone call where we're gonna talk about your expectations, what do you want? And I can tell you what I offer. Now I can see how there will be easier for me to be, for them to be like, sure, I can do this today or tomorrow. Instead of like, oh, sure, let's jump on a call next week. So. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And even like being, I would even take the step of taking the wheel, if you like, even more directly and saying, hey, first name. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to say your name, Carolina. <laughs> I was so excited to see your application come through. Good news. I am free on your date. Let me like, here are the next steps. One, jump into my calendar and find a time that works for you so we can connect face-to-face -face for a 20-minute call. During the call, we will cover A, B, C. At the end of the call, I'll walk you through the package that I think is the best fit for your needs. Hit reply if you have any questions, right? 
That's it. That's all we need. This is so good, Katie. No wonder you are a sales coach. This is so good. <laughs> and, and I feel, I feel light. I feel good. I feel like, I feel like I'm respecting my future clients. And also, as yeah. you said, they will respect me because it, it, it seems like a super easy, clean transaction. Exactly. Oh, love it. Love it. You have given us so much information today. And so, I mean, so great. I think this is going to be, this is going to, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes that are probably going to listen several times and take notes and listen again. And gosh, we can extend this conversation for much longer, but again, to respect your time, here, I want to ask you before we wrap this up, um, what's, you know, what's one thing that we can do? I mean, you share so, so, so many tips, but like, if you have one final tip that you want to share with all of us, what would that be? Or just reinforce anything of what you have said, what would this be? Yeah. So I think if I was to leave you with something to remember, as well as asking for consent and, you know, go back and transcribe the little, <laughs> the, the little bits from this episode, because you can hundred percent use them in your business, like today, this afternoon. Yeah? And send, send Katie a DM when you do so and be like, I just did this. <laughs> Please do. I love to hear like, oh, I love to hear like people going, like breathing that sigh of relief and feeling lighter. But the thing that I'd really love to, you know, for, for your listeners to remember and to leave you with this is to remember that if you do get a no, sorry, not if, when, mm. when you get a no, when you don't get a reply at all, which is somehow worse, right? Mm -hmm. When that happens, it is not personal, okay? It is not personal. And it's something that I remind myself and my clients of all the time, because you like you as a business owner, you spend a huge proportion of your time thinking about your business. Yeah. <laughs> and day and night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day and night. And thinking that your business is the center of the universe. And whilst that's true for you, it is not true for the people you're serving and you're selling to. Okay. So don't allow yourself to slip into that like a victim mode, right? When someone says no, or we decided to go someone else, or they don't reply because remembering that people have their own lives, they have their own problems, they have their own motivations, they have their own things that they're scared of, they're distracted, they have one of these supercomputers in the palm of their hand 24 seven that goes bing, 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 and ask them to do things, okay? And I can assure you, that ignoring you is not their priority. Yeah, it is not their priority. Maybe they are simply strapped for time, for money, for like bandwidth to make a decision about you right now. So when someone ignores your email or doesn't show up to their discovery call, you get to choose how to respond to that. You get to choose what that means, yeah? So we can't control other people, but we can control ourselves, okay? So you can absolutely put some steps in place to make sure that you are kind of minimizing those no-shows, yeah? So really take control of that. So it might be setting those clearer expectations for what you're going to discuss on your discovery call as we went through so that people feel safe showing up to that conversation. Yeah, it might be choosing to schedule your follow up email so you don't forget or it doesn't slip off the list because you're busy. And I get that. 
It might be that you decide to cook up an on-call incentive, and this is something that I do with my clients, to encourage people to make a decision within a certain time frame, so you don't have lots of loose ends hanging, yeah? So, so remember, like, it's not about you. I promise you it's not personal. People are busy. People are busy, and ultimately, like, that's what it comes down to. You are an excellent service provider. Your work is fantastic. And yeah, like show up and advocate for it. Ah, oh, so, so good, Katie. I mean, I have to book you for another session to talk about, you know, self-promotion and all that because you're so good at it. But this was so good. So like this, this podcast was full of gold today and I can't wait to go back and listen to it so many times. And thank you so much for your generosity. Where could people find you? I'm sure they want to connect with you. Where could we, where could they go? Thank you. And I agree around two is definitely like we have to, I can, I can and do talk about sales <laughs> all day. I'm so passionate about it. And yeah, if you want to connect with me, the best place to do that is on Instagram. I'm at it's Katie Prince. So it's, and then my name, Katie Prince, or you can head to squirmfreeschoolofbusiness.com to learn more about my programs and how we can work together. But I cannot wait for you to sprinkle in these tips and feel less squirmy about selling. That is what it's all about. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your, you know, your generosity, your knowledge, your time. It was fantastic having you on the podcast. And for all of you listening today, is go and connect with Katie. She is absolutely amazing. Follow these tips and let us know. Slide into her DMs. Let her know how those sales conversations went. Until next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic group on Facebook. Until next week. Thank you.